Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. If you grew up in the 1970s like me, you most likely were a big fan of Styx, the rock group from Chicago known for its hit songs such as Lady, Come Sail Away, Babe, The Best of Times, and Mr. Roboto, to name a few. During the band's heyday, it scored 16 top 40 hits, and four of its albums were certified multi-platinum. All these years later, Styx is still churning out awesome new material and recently released its 16th studio CD, The Mission. The group members admit the project was their most challenging and ambitious to date. Lawrence Gowan, who joined Styx in 1999 as a replacement for founding member Dennis DeYoung, is here today to talk about the making of the mission and all sorts of other fascinating stuff you won't want to miss. Well, hello, Lawrence. How are you doing today? Luann, I'm doing so fantastic today. I don't even want to describe it in case I jinx the whole thing. Well, that's good because people in this world, most of them that you talk to aren't feeling that great. <laughs> so it's good to hear somebody is. Yeah, I'm having, I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. Just finished my little yoga session, got the stick show tonight. And so uh, things are good. I have, nothing, I have very little to complain about. That's awesome to hear. Now, I'm really excited about this new CD, The Mission, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Great. Yeah, good. So, wow, it's amazing that you guys just keep coming up with new and fresh material. Tell me a little bit about how that all came about. Well, The Mission itself is probably the culmination of a lot of little ideas that, that, that were floating around over the last five years. And... Um, Eventually, they coalesced into um, they, they came together into a uh, into a couple of songs. The first one was called Mission to Mars, and the second one was called Locomotive. And when we listened to those in, in their demo form, it was obvious that they had some kind of some kind of connection to them. And we uh, we began to kind of sculpt out this this notion of a concept record that was based around a NASA mission to Mars. And then, as we were working through that. Um, a very fortuitous thing came along where NASA <laughs> coincidentally contacted the band because they they had discovered a fifth moon uh, orbiting Pluto, and they decided to name it Styx, and they wanted us to be there uh, at NASA to, to witness the arrival of this spacecraft after its nine-year voyage to Pluto. And uh, we did that, and it was this real life, this is not actually like uh, space fantasy, this is space reality. And we thought, well, we're going to put that as part of the little story here, too, and, and weave it in such a manner that it's, it really is a, a story about the interaction between the crew and how they're, you know, they're um, locked away in this, in this little capsule, little world that they have to navigate outside of our own world and just how, you know, how, how the human interaction uh, affects them along the way. And that's what the songs are based around. And I think that's, uh, that's part of the charm of the mission. That takes a lot of creativity to come up with material like that. <laughs> well, you know, you, uh, you get lucky as well. You know, that's, you know, everyone, everyone's got some levels of creativity in them, but, uh, you know, we, you just keep picking at it and suddenly, you know, ideas begin to flourish and, uh, 
this record was a, a great example of that. I imagine there was a real meeting of the minds when you guys were all together trying to come up with ideas and things like that. Yeah, that's that's really the beauty of being in a band. It's it's the beauty and also the uh, it's where the friction can really enter in is when you're trying to accommodate the you know as many of the ideas as possible, but but still whittle them down to. Uh, or uh, or condense them down to the ones that you think are going to be the most effective and are going to reach people in the mo- in the most uh, in the deepest way. So that's that's really the that's the the challenge, you know, is to do that and 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 still remain uh, and still keep talking to each other when the thing's over. And we all felt, you know, we were all really pleased with with um well we were extremely pleased, quite honestly, with with the results of the album and we couldn't wait for people to hear it. And uh, it's actually, it's still on the Billboard Top 100 Classic uh, Rock Chart after after a year of its release. And so we're getting more and more people that, you know, coming to this record and wanting to hear more songs from it in our, in our live shows. It sounds like of all the projects you've done over the years, this might have been one of your most exciting. It really, it really was. I mean, it, by far, it was the most exciting for me with Sticks. You know, I'm in my 20th year now with the band, and it was a couple of years ago that we really started working on a mission. And I felt, for myself, I felt like we we had reached this this uh, great simpatico feeling amongst the band because of all of our uh, touring together and all the successes that we that we shared. That um, we needed a challenge like this to kind of see if we could if we could find a a way of expressing what the band had really um, evolved into and and the mission is an expression of that I like how you use the word evolved because I think it's really challenging to go from having all these huge hits and then in the aftermath to think about evolving it's like well how do we evolve exactly but I find that people who are really truly artistic types their goal is wanting to evolve, wanting to improve, no matter how much success they've had. Yeah. Well, you look at you look at someone, for example, like Paul McCartney. You know, like, there's someone who never has to make another record if he <laughs> if he chooses not to. And you know, and he's got such a such a staggering legacy of of of, you know, of, of songs and, and of musical accomplishments behind him, but. Really, it, it becomes part of your day. You know, if you're a painter or you're a writer, you, you just you want that feeling of, of something, you, you, of bringing something new into the world, regardless of whether the public have ever been aware of it or not. You know, and there's all kinds of ways that, that people can do that. And for us, it just happens to be uh, a musical thing because music is what we do best, and uh, and as a band, we really affect people. Yeah, you always have, and. There's some kind of power in your music when you hear it. It's, I've been to some of your shows too, and it just transports you to another dimension. And I know you guys probably didn't calculate doing that. It just sort of happened organically when you got together. But it is something really extraordinary that seems to be timeless. Well, that's that's the perfect review right there, <laughs> quite honestly. That's, that's really the goal. Uh, is is to is to let the audience be as moved by it as as hopefully the musicians are. You know, we're, we we are having a, a, a great deal of fun on on stage as, as 
as anyone would when they're when they're playing music, you know, that's that's working, so to speak, and that's that's moving them. And really, the goal is to to see if the audience can come along on that trip. And uh, and we see it night after night, you know, over a hundred times a year. We 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 see the end of the day where there's thousands of people on their feet with big smiles on their faces and their arms up in the air, yelling for more. And that's um, that's really the greatest feeling that I've ever that I've ever experienced, you know. And I, I just want to keep doing that over and over as, as often as possible. And being part of Sticks is uh, is, is the greatest vehicle that uh, that I've found for for accomplishing that. It's wonderful too that your fans continue to support you as far as your live shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of the classic rock groups that I've talked to that are still out there doing things. One of the things that they say is challenging is trying to get the music out online and, and through, through radio and those channels. Do you guys find that to be true? Well, um, you know, there, there are so many avenues now for, for, for getting music out to the world. Uh, obviously the internet is, is, is the biggest game changer that's happened. I mean, there's still tons of sticks, uh, songs on, on the radio, obviously around the world every single day, people can hear the band. When it comes to new material, we're just, we're just in a different, we're diff- in a different era now uh, of, of music. And uh, it's funny <laughs> with the latest album, we found that mo- a lot of the classic rock stations want to play the new record, but by their very definition, it can't be classic unless it's about 25 years old. <laughs> so, um, as a result, a lot of them play the play the new album on their websites, which I find quite ironic, and it's quite a paradox that a lot of these radio stations they have websites and they they love to play new stuff on the website, that, and that reaches a large audience as well. So there's that, and there's all kinds of music services out there, and then on top of all that, you know, uh, we we released the album on vinyl because vinyl records are selling now, and in some sectors of the world they're actually out outselling and outpacing uh, digital downloads. So there's lots of ways that we have made it available uh, to people. And we just, you know, ultimately the live shows are where we spread the word, uh, you know, the most effectively. So we just continue to do that. and have the torpedoes, as they say. In my opinion, Sticks is sort of the band that you want to go see live anyway to get the full experience. You know, there's nothing like a live rock concert for, for the for, for the greatest form of entertainment anywhere that I've ever experienced. I, I went and saw Roger Waters just last year, and, and I was, you know, I was so knocked out with it and the experience of it. And I know the songs so, so intimately well, but experiencing them live takes it to a completely different level of, of, uh, <clears throat> of encounter, you know. Um, and I, I know... It's true with sticks because <laughs> although I'm on stage with the band, as I look across the stage, I'm often as entertained as the audience is at, at these guys. And, uh, you know, it's all very inspiring and very, uh, very uplifting to be, to be part of that. And, and I know that that's the best way that an audience can experience the band is in the live arena. Yeah, most definitely. So, like I said before, you're very fortunate in that your fans have been loyal in that way, and they're still coming out to your shows in droves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, what's even more um, rewarding, I guess, is it would be a word or, or remarkable, really, 
is that on any given night now, half the audience are under 30 years of age. And that means they weren't even born when some of the biggest classic rocks, classic rock albums were made and definitely some of the biggest sticks records. And yet they, you know, they, they are as enthralled with this music and, and as affected by it as people who, you know, who were there right from the very beginning. So it's um, that, that loyalty you speak of, you know, uh, is, is really broad in, in, in its age and in its, uh, you know, and in, in, in walks of life, you know, and so many people can relate to these songs and have embraced them and personalized them. And you can see it on their faces when we're playing. It's good to know that you're still influencing young people. There's really not a whole lot out there that's setting a bar that's new. <laughs> so yeah. you know, to find that, you know, that challenge or whatever to meet that standard, you really do a lot of times have to go back into the past and listen to sticks and other rock groups of your day that just were on another level of excellence. Well, maybe that's true. I mean, I, I find there, there are some new bands out right now that I'm, I'm knocked out with. I, I hear there are young bands that, that, uh, that are on the move, you know, that, that, whose records I really love. But I have to say, you know, I can hear where their, a lot of their influences come from. And, and for the most part, they come from the last 50 years of, of music. And that happens to have been completely uh, categorized and, and completely dominated by classic rock i mean it's just it's, it's inarguable now that um rock music was the great musical statement of the last half of the 20th century and its effects have rippled forth into into this new millennium now to where we're practically two decades in and, and there are new bands coming out that are still affected by it and 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 uh and are inspired by it well the difference that i see in today's bands as opposed to the stuff that you and I came up with is that the groups back then each group had its own signature sound now everybody might have been influenced by other people of course from the past but yeah, yeah. but they were able to bring something to the table that was unlike anybody else's stuff so in yeah. contrast today what i'm hearing is like okay they're trying to sound like so and so I hear uh, a lot of that. That could be. I think there's um, there's probably a, a, a plethora of that, and for the most part, I wind up ignoring it because it's uh, it just goes by me. But there are bands, uh, there are still new bands that that have that that kind of force themselves almost to 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 find novel ways to sound fresh and new, you know even though you can you can draw a lot of comparisons to the past. But I would agree with you, Luann. Um, particularly in the in the sixties and the seventies, there was this the bands were very there there was a lot of delineation between one band and the next. And maybe that's because it was easier to kind of sort through them back then. Uh, you know, Super Tramp sounded nothing like Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd sounded nothing like Queen. Queen sounded nothing like you know like Genesis, and yet they all they all came from the same same background and same influences for the most part. But they found a way to forge a sound that was really unique and uh, to their personality as a, as a collective. And I think that's that's something that uh, people still marvel at. To me, it's very very obvious. And again, I I see the contrast in today's music. Not that there aren't some bands trying to create their own sound. 
but you just mm. don't get the um, the dramatic difference that you did back then. I, I like you mentioned all these different bands. I mean, yeah, Pink Floyd. Wow, how do you copy that? You can't. How do you copy Sticks? You know. <laughs> I think a lot of it may come down to the technology that was at hand as well. You know, everyone, anyone can make a, a good sounding record on a laptop computer now and, 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 you know, millions do. Uh, however, in that era, back in the analog days of the, of your, <laughs> uh, a lot of that recording, you had to invent how things would be recorded. You had to invent sounds. You had to invent an approach that was very novel and very much connected to whatever gear you had at hand. So there wasn't this um, pervasive one type of uh, uh, recording uh, medium, and I'm speaking of the computer right now, but rather it was an awful lot of, you know, gluing together tape machines and all kinds of various devices uh, that uh, could help you uh, you know, get get further into in, in coming up with something that was very unique and, and unto its own. As you're saying that, I'm realizing how extraordinary Sticks music actually is because for you guys to be able to have created what you did with the limited technology is really stunning. Well, that's that's part of that whole era, and that's something that I really, you know, still admire as much as anyone. When you are forced to be creative... I think you're going to get a better product than when you can just sort of take for granted, oh, yeah, I can push this button and do that or, you know, whatever. But when you really have to think outside the box and tap yeah. into that part of your brain, you know, that, that can go to that other level of creativity, that's when you get something special. Yeah, I, I would agree. There's another element to it, actually, that just dawned on me. You know, when we made the mission, Sticks as a band decided, let's make this with all six of us in the room together. You know, we can't just overdub our part. We have to, all six of us in the room together and let's use old equipment. Let's use old analog tape machines and, and all the old gear. And that's why we recorded in Nashville is because they've got a couple of studios there that are well out, outfitted with, with old stuff from that era. And let's pretend that it's 1979 and, and that we're, there's no digital technology hasn't even arrived yet, you know, and we uh, we're locked in a room together. And we have to forge this sound together. So if you listen to the mission, you can you can pretty easily and, and this has been validated by such a large number of uh, sticks fans out there. You can listen to that record right alongside Grand Illusion or Pieces of Eight and not feel a, a, a terrible uh, shift in, in 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 the timeline, so to speak. Um, but the, the sound is very similar, and that really, I think, is very much due to the fact that we recorded the record in a similar manner, you know, and we didn't take advantage of the of the current digital technology that makes life so so simple and and convenient, but rather we um, pushed on the on the human interaction part of it and and how to uh, how to make this uh, record sound like the collective that is sticks. Yeah, that was an awesome idea. And it's interesting because I had Peter Frampton on the show about a month ago, and he's getting ready to go in the studio to do another album with his band, and they're going to do the same approach. It's a good approach. That's how those records, that's part, a big part of the sound of those records is because they were made that way. So uh, good for him. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's just such a great 
way to go about it because again if you want your sound to remain consistent it makes sense that you would go back and record it the way it was recorded back then <laughs> so yeah yep exactly and also too there's something about having everybody play together as opposed to you track your part you track your part you know what i'm saying i do absolutely that that is integral to you know, to to the to the whole process is that because everyone's reacting with their human, you know, the, the, the humanity part of it was really stressed, you know, uh, and and really put to the forefront of how of how the parts were arrived at, how you know how the vocal, you know, that, that's another part of it. Sticks is so much a vocal band, and you know, when we when we're all hitting those uh, hitting those harmonies together and 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 you know working out what they're what they're going to be as a, as a group um all in the same room it you, you you know magic happens you suddenly something much greater than the sum of the parts arrives and and you really uh you know you really grab onto that and, and, and let it take you where it can and that's that really is evident on the mission right yeah it's hard to get that magic when everybody's coming in at separate days and times <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so in all your experiences, do you have, you know, one thing that you can say has been the most rewarding? I would say, you know, there there are there are there are big moments like for example, we've played the Super Bowl twice. Those are those are big life moments that you're, you know, you're looking up at that audience and know, knowing that this is just, you know, this is hitting a massive amount of people on the planet. There those are those are the those are the monumental moments, but I would say, you know, there, there are some, there are some moments after a show when you've just, you're, you're kind of back in, into the quiet of the room with, with everyone else. And you really, uh, just as a group, you suddenly take in the, the, the feeling that was generated and what just happened with the, with an audience that, that those, those moments, they're very obviously you can hear me tripping over my words. They're they're, they're difficult to articulate, but they are actually the most memorable um, because it took it took this group of people to make that happen. And and when it does happen to to you know to a degree that that, that an audience is uh, you know electrified, it, those the, the 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 repercussions from that are, are just very positive, and and there've been hundreds, maybe thousands, a couple of thousand now of those moments that, that I shared with the band. And I think those are the, uh, those are the greatest highlights. That's really beautifully said. And it's just heartwarming to know that you guys have all been so close knit through the years. I mean, I'm sure you've had your, your, you know, problems and battles and things like that. But at the end of the day, it sounds like a big band of brothers who just continue to come together for the love of music. Yeah, there's there's something bigger than any of our petty squabbles, <laughs> and something bigger that needs to be served. And that that really, I, I'm fortunate to be in a band of guys that that where everyone really understands that and knows that that's uh, at the at the heart of what uh, of, of what it is to be in a band like this. And it's not something that uh, that you want to just uh, throw away or, or be flippant with. Right. Well your mindset has given us all music for way longer than we ever dream, you know, from sticks. So, so thank you for that. Well, I'm just, I'm just one part of it. You know, I'm one part of it. All, and, 
in total, there have been 10 guys from the beginning, 1971, until the present, there have been 10 guys who walked the face of the earth who've been members of Sticks, and I'm just one of them, so I'm one-tenth. And, uh, but everyone, everyone has really, every one of those, we are the culmination of the efforts of all those 10 people. And so when people see the show, um, even the guys who aren't still with us are, are still with us, so to speak. That, that's part of the effort that, uh, that went into making it what it is. Well, it continues to be a beautiful thing. And I wish you guys all the best as you journey into this next chapter. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really have appreciated it. And it's been an honor to talk to someone from your band. Well, really nice to talk to you, Luann.
Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 12.30 p.m. Pacific at luannslandpodcast.com or luannslandpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming.